This is a Rooster Teeth production. In the early 1500s, a woman in what is now known as modern-day France began dancing uncontrollably. Within the span of a month, hundreds of people had joined her and were physically unable to stop themselves from dancing, ultimately resulting in some succumbing from exhaustion. Today, we look at the baffling mystery of the Dancing Plague of 1518. This is Red Web. Task Force, welcome back to another episode of Red Web. You didn't hear it, but man, was I slamming my papers because I'm excited for this when my hands were dancing for the Dancing Plague. Welcome back to Red Web, a podcast all about mysteries, the unsolved, the unknown, the creepy, sometimes aliens. But today we're talking about something that we've we've hinted at and referenced a million times, which is the Dancing Plague. I'm your resident mystery enthusiast, Trevor Collins, joining me, hearing this potentially for the very first time, as always, Alfredo Diaz. So is it like a placebo effect thing? Boom. Roasted. End of episode. Just like that. <laughs> As always, we can shut this case. Kind of. I mean, that's that's part of one of the theories for sure. sure that's got to be a theory somewhere <laughs> where it's just like, I can't stop. This right. woman hasn't stopped dancing. Right. Stop those dancing. Moves. Someone gets in there and they're just like, I can't stop either. And they believe it. And they, right. it, that gives them the mental willpower to continue. That gives their body. Right the uh, mental capacity to keep going. Right. And the audience watching, you're like, you feel like you're busting the best moves of your life. Yeah. And they're kind of going, dang, this is weird. They're writing about you now. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if anyone like falls out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's one thing for it to be like, oh, okay, placebo effect with a handful of people to get on. There's like, I too can't stop. Or, you know, it's like with anything, I see it too. Yeah. You know, it just kind of spreads in that way. But this is very much a physical thing, too. Very physical. So I'd be interested to see if anyone jumps in and is able to fall off. Or You mean fall off as in stop dancing? Stop dancing. Like right. withhold themselves or yeah. fall off? Well, like, just in terms of like, well, I, mean, I guess like the exhaustion part is yeah. an aspect of like, well, they stopped because of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. But also I'd be interested to know that like if anyone just goes on, like if you're if we came across that and like they've been dancing for days and then like okay Trevor go on dance a couple times and then jump right off right right that I'll happened, hop in you know throw a couple of knees out yeah, a couple this moves, left and right and then they're like and Dang. then just simmer right on off right or just I don't like know, I though. can't leave this you and I we've hit the dance floor we warmed up a dance floor before together we have and uh, and then people just watched. Everyone and I was watched. like dang dude I was trying to get you in here right. but now we're stuck <laughs> Everyone now watched, we're dancing got their phones recorded <laughs> yeah so task force whether you're new or old you know we've talked about this perhaps on and off over the years. So I'm very excited. Jillian dove into this one to dig out all the good details to really get into the dancing plague of 1518. Now I'll admit it's a, it's a shorter episode. It's not a, as much here, but I think it's a cornerstone because we hearken to one of the, the main theories on this episode for a lot of other episodes, such as Mothman. Well, I, I'm very eager to get there. Just a thought that popped in my mind. I do like having shorter episodes sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, because, because like, it doesn't limit ourselves. Right. No stone and left this isn't unturned. like a, we didn't talk about this. It's just me just talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Right now. Because in like, I'm sure there's a lot of great mysteries that are short. Right. And we don't want to be like, yeah, we don't want to leave like, well, this. this isn't a right. hour and a half mystery, so we shouldn't cover it. Right. So, no, yeah. I, I love that we, sometimes we have big, like, blockbuster mysteries. That takes right. a lot of extra elbow grease to research, right. figure everything out. So every now and then it's nice to do a little palate cleanser, whether it's 
solved, mm -hmm. whether it's kind of lighthearted. Yeah, or I talked about that last time too. I yeah. like having some that are solved. 100%. <laughs> With that said, let's dive into this one. Get our little toes tapping. So July 15th, a woman named Trophia began dancing alone without any music in the street of Strasbourg, Alsace. At the time, this was, I mean, this is way back, so let me kind of paint the picture here. At the time, this was part of the Holy Roman Empire, which is now modern-day France. I believe it is the kind of northeast edge of France. Today's France. Now, Trophia reportedly danced until she collapsed, and when she had recovered, she returned to dance even more. So she danced to the point of exhaustion, falls down, comes to, goes, I need to bust some moves again. Gets back up and starts going. How long was the gap of like, I mean, this is way back. So obviously with any mystery, the further back we go, right. the more details we lose. Mm -hmm. And we might not have this, but I'd be interested to see if it's like stopped for an hour, stopped for five minutes. That's a good detail. Christian, I'd be curious if we can't look up how long she first danced and then stopped when she collapsed. But I'll, I imagine it was a short period of time. Because she gets right back up on her feet, mm -hmm. starts dancing. She gathers a small crowd now that are watching her, and she danced alone for about a week. Okay. Well, one of the other theories was drugs. That's true. Um, but a drug that lasts a week, that's a hell of a drug. That's a hell of a drug. And yeah. maybe, you know what? Dancing, maybe my favorite drug. It's condoned <laughs> by Dare. <laughs> Is it the Dare? Was there a Dare they thing? Said, I was like, they, yeah, that's their old slogan. They say Dare. Why do drugs when you can dance? I don't feel like that's a... And then they, then, then they rip off their cop outfit and it's a <laughs> disco shirt with that's sequenced and bedazzled. Okay, let's get back I don't to think it. you need to uh, fact check that one. I think yeah, that yeah, one that's is false. Just yeah, take it as true. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine though, while Christian's still looking at it, I, I imagine she was out for maybe a few hours, maybe right. a day, back just based on it. how long she danced otherwise. So now she's dancing alone. A week goes by, and now other people begin joining her. Dancers reportedly had no control over their movement and danced themselves to exhaustion and collapse. And it's been reported, obviously very difficult to find out now, but it's been reported that some people dance themselves to death or death by exhaustion. Now, the city archives actually contain information on this situation, which is so fascinating after about 500 years. But they had this to say, quote, there's been a strange epidemic lately going amongst the folk, so that many in their madness began dancing, which they kept up day and night without interruption until they fell unconscious. Many have died of it. Just want to jump in. Unfortunately, can't really find anything saying how long uh, Miss Trophia was, was dancing to begin mm -hmm. with. Just that she danced for a period of time, collapsed, and then began dancing again. And then it really started to spiral from there. Mm. Pretty much. Was this in like a town square? Or? I believe so. I don't know exactly where, but it was on the just a street in Strasbourg. Yeah. No, I mean, not Strasbourg. that it, like, matters or anything like that. I'm just visually in my head, I'm like, you know, trying to right. picture it. Okay, right. Like a street. Well, don't picture it too vividly. You might start dancing, never stop. But if it was in, like, a town square, there is a bit of theater to it, mm -hmm. right? But if it's just a normal street, you start to go, well, that's just why here versus over there versus, True. you know, was this outside her home? We don't know. So the city council, of course, they had the archives say that this just popped off. Some people were dying from it. Now, the city council believed that the solution to this problem was actually to encourage the dancing. Almost maybe a little uh, reverse psychology or something. I mean, look, I'd try anything. So if I'm going to sit there, I'm like, this is happening. Yeah. This is real. Yeah. Is it going down? They're outside my window. I'm trying, I think I'm a, I'm trying every, every, I'm a joint. everything and anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'll, I'm honest, douse them in water. Take a 
thick of oh? a cup of water just splash in the face. Maybe they shake them out of it or something. Like, huh, yeah, huh, I don't, I don't, I don't, where I don't, been? I don't try anything, right? Yeah. If you're just like, oh, all these people are in a trance and try doing anything, bang some loud instruments together. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Well, they wanted to encourage the dancing, and so they did. And one of the reasons why they did was because doctors at the time believed, and again, early 1500s here, this is a wild one, but they believed that this dancing plague was caused by hot blood trapped in the bodies of the dancers, and they were dancing to get that hot blood out of their system. I, I love just old medical theories. Right. It's so always just so outlandish. Was this still back when like your barber was also your doctor, your surgeon rather? That you was know? a thing? Oh yeah. I mean, that goes way back for sure, but the person who did surgeries was the same person who would, you know, shave your face. They got that Well, I guess because blade. they're handling sharp blades. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let my carpenter take out my, uh... You're lying to me? My growth. No, I'm not lying to you. It's a real thing. thing. I mean, I, I can I can bridge it together. Yeah. To encourage people to dance and get this hot blood out of their system, they actually built a stage. And the city officials had musicians, professional dancers, all brought to Strasbourg to further encourage the dancing. To maybe, like, maybe a, the cure is the illness itself. So more of the dancing will maybe get it out of everyone's systems. It won't titillate anybody any further. Nobody will be enticed to dance with this wild curiosity. Instead, let's just have one big festival. Everyone's dancing and now it ends and let's go home kind of. Putting myself in that situation, I'd be very just confused. Yeah. Because one, these people are dancing. They won't stop dancing. And now you have medical professionals and like city officials encouraging this mm -hmm. making a festival out of it putting them on display i'd be i would sit there very lost as to like what's going on with this town you'd right be stood now. there dancing going why am i dancing i mean <laughs> but he's dancing i'm dancing well, look, you know i'd be weird to not dance i think it i personally be like this is weird i don't know why they can't stop dancing yeah you know i'd be very skeptical of it but i wouldn't go up and try you know, like, Dare always told me to resist peer pressure, but I feel like if everyone's dancing... I feel like I'd be the last one trying to hold out. Really? You're like, yeah. I'm the cool guy. Yeah. You're like... Well, my guy's not going to pass out before it was from cool. exhaustion. That's true. You're like, well, I know how to quit. So, at this point, I'm assuming medical professionals are signing off on it, city council signing off on it, and if they set up this whole grand stage with musicians and everything. More people were joining. Kind of encourages it because that's the whole point of it is to encourage it. Do they become liable at that point for deaths? Ooh, that's a very interesting you know question. Mean? Right. The city is now holding. I mean. They're putting it on a pedestal. Right. They're point. trying to address it, but instead they kind of become. Right. The blame. Right. Well, let's flash forward now because this all happened in a very short period of time. But it picked up steam so quickly, of course the city is encouraging it, they're trying to facilitate it so as to get it out of people's systems, as it were. But it went by so quickly that by August, just a month later, there are 400 other people now dancing in the streets uncontrollably without stop. Writers at the time believed that the citizens of Strasbourg were being taught a lesson by God. So at this point, when they have no other sources, they have no other recourse, they start seeking any possible answers, right? The doctors are like, hot blood! It's gotta be hot blood! The city is going, listen, it's just a, a curiosity that's peaking the mind, and so you're all dancing, let's just get out of your systems, and then you have others who are more religiously inclined saying, this must be some lesson by a higher being. 
Yeah. Religion always comes into play with stuff like this. Well, especially here in this time period, right? Uh, true. So it's been going on for a month. Yes, this is in August now of 1518. Just a, a quick month. Just because I, it was a hard name to pronounce. The original dancer, she's still dancing at this point? Frau Trophia. That is an interesting question. Was the original woman Christian? Was she dancing all the way through this? Was she the linchpin in this flash mob? It might be the slowest flash mob, the least organized. Right. But is it the first? Could, oh, would you, would you consider this a flash mob? Yeah. Well, he looks that up. I would. Not finding anything about how long Trophia had been dancing, just that she was the first and she continued to dance for days once everyone else began to join in. But She became lost to the masses that. Yeah. at that point. Okay. Part of the, the horde. Yeah. Well, but yeah, no, I'm, little details. I'm sure it just lost the time. Yeah. But. but the thing is, and this is the center of it, there have been dancing plagues referenced elsewhere in time and in the world, but also like, I believe down river, just at another town nearby, there were also people that had been made aware of this dancing plague who also began dancing. And I, before we're almost to the theories now, but it's almost like the understanding of it, the, the knowledge of this dance is what then stokes the flames of the dance within the person. Oh, the placebo effect? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And we'll get into a very specific version of that, but you're not you're not on the wrong tra track. Yeah, I think that's an interesting aspect to it. Like, not, like, go... Because, I mean, if you look back towards the beginning of this episode, I more look at it as it's a group that's mm -hmm. dancing. You enter the group, you're dancing now too, you're stuck in it. Yeah. But yeah, if, it, if it's going and it's transcending, like, elevation and walls mm -hmm. into people yeah and yeah that's the whole thing now across like towns and stuff right i'm, I'm sure there is one main hub of yeah. people dancing mm -hmm. but to your question yeah there are other areas it is not like i see it i'll join it right it is i've heard of it oh no now i want to start yeah dancing. like you were saying you walk in you see papa dancing oh yeah oh yeah he's squeaking on the on the hardwoods <laughs> now i want to come back a little bit to the idea of a lesson by god there was a person by the name of Hieronymus Gebweiler who wrote that the lesson that was being purported was to, quote, keep moderation in their dancing, almost as if the punishment was the sin itself. Like everyone is having too much of a good time. Everyone's living up their lives, dancing away when they should be living whatever this person's opinion is on a righteous life, you know, work, family, pursuit of happiness, whatever. Right. They're like, this is a, you know, there's too much dancing happening. And so you're getting too much of a good thing to fix that in you. I'll be honest, this sounds like Footloose. <laughs> oh, no. Is this Kevin Bacon? Dancing is a about? sin. No dancing in this town. And now everyone's dancing away. But I was meant to dance. And I've had no professional dance training. Okay. Dance. So this opens up the idea of religion now. So religious figures in the community believe that the dancers were actually overcome by demonic possession. There was a doctor named Paracelcus who visited Strasbourg eight years after the event, and he wrote that he believes Trophia, the original dancer, was attempting to embarrass her husband, and that other women joined to do the same to theirs in a condition called Coria Lasciva, a version of Coria caused by excitement or sexual desire. That there was a motive at the very beginning of all of this, and that a wave of other like-minded women that wanted to either embellish her message or share the message of embarrassment to their spouses joined her but then other people not really knowing all that inner workings or maybe they did i don't know just decided to become part of it and on it carried until it was this self-sustaining kind of 
group think sort of activity. That's an interesting thought on like the origin point of it. Right? Mm -hmm. Very fascinating. I mean, especially since, I mean, so much information is lost to time, as we always say. Yeah. Love to hear someone boots on the ground just years later going, well, all things considered, maybe this. Right. It was like to try and embarrass a husband or, you know, so that's something to do with a relationship. He's like, you never want to dance with me, so I'll dance forever. Right. You know, or something, you know. Something and, then, like that. and then, like, I guess, like, other women also got involved in being like, yeah, and damn my husband, George, too. You know what right, I mean? Right, like, right. And everyone getting involved. Now, that's, you know, that's a little micro I, theory. Right, yeah. Because there's no other evidence to show, at least with regard to the women he's speaking of here, that only women were overcome by the dancing plague. It is said that many people, anybody, kids, adults, men, women, we're all afflicted by this bug to dance. Babies. So, I mean, babies learn to walk to dance, you know? <laughs> Gotta dance before you can crawl. But it is interesting that the word chorea, or chorea, C-H-O-R-E-A, is still used to describe movement disorders, and it's still a, a word used to describe medical conditions regarding movement. Spasmodic movements of muscles, for example, things like that. Now... Some dancers in this group were taken to St. Vitus to be cured of any possible curse that may have afflicted them. And eventually, after many weeks, the dancing play just came to a stop. There was no clear ending. There was no clear solve. It's just something that worked itself out of the general psyche. The general group think wound down, it seems. Was it just like people just slowly started walking away from the group? I think so. I mean, I think... Honestly, that's kind of how it was. Also, people collapsing from exhaustion True. and then helping one another, I would hope. Otherwise, they're kind of like, some people are collapsing and they're like, help me, help me. I'm going to collapse right. myself, but I want to help them and I can't stop dancing. I, I'm sure eventually normalcy started to seep back in. Just yeah. like the dancing seeped in, eventually whatever normalcy came back. Two things. I mean, at this point, I feel like they need to set up like an infrastructure, right? People that are watching, medical professionals that are just like, Kind of like watching, but like, oh, you passed you're out. You're saying put like, up bleachers? No, no. Sell some popcorns? <laughs> well, I mean, look, you can monetize it, sure. <laughs> I'm sure someone was just like, let's just monetize You're just trying this. to like look after people's well-being, right. though. Right, yeah. Whatever, I don't know, I don't know how long Goodyear is, you know? Right. Goodyear is like, you know, hold on, let me get in on this and sponsors, you know, sponsor this event. Goodyear. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I'm sure it's, those it's cops always, need new rubbers on those tires. <laughs> always start sure, looking to monetize. <laughs> But I mean, you're but, right. I mean, like, there's got to be like medical professionals, like police officers, yeah. all that kind of stuff that are sitting there. It's like, I got to look out for for anyone that may pass out, health right. concerns, all the people are dying. Like, well, especially there. since the city so built this resources stage. are dedicated. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But like, you can't encourage people and then not maybe take, yeah. take care of them. Unless people were afraid of being like pulled into it. Mm -hmm. So what, were people like fully conscious like like were, were they you just, saying like, like maybe tranced out yeah kind of were like, they were they like tranced out or just kind of just like ah uh, just kind of feeling the thing or were they saying just like they're just dancing hon i can't stop um please make sure to take out the trash and wash the dishes <laughs> you know what i mean like that's I'm, I'm such a good question like if i got sucked into that You're like yeah i need to i i'm on the phone relaying that information you know yeah I mean? my body's still moving but i'm still like the puffs need to be taken out. Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. gotta use the restroom. You know, hey, son, the, I can't. The, we film. still need to harvest the corn. Right, <laughs> the corn needs to be taken down. We and still eaten. gotta, you know, 
Tug on those udders of that cow. Udder tugging. Bessie's getting clogged up. We gotta pull those udders. <laughs> oh God, that's a good question. I'm serious. It's a, no, you're joking, but serious. Like it's a very good question because that's one thing that in our research has failed to transcend the gap of time, which is what were the active, present mental states of the individuals dancing? Were they aware? Were they feeling trapped by it? Were they scared by it? Were they having a good time with it? Or were they just neutral and dancing with it? Because there could be two very different vibes. Right. One, everyone's just kind of in a trance, ah, dancing. Other ones are people's like, please, God, right. I, I can't stop. You know what I mean? And then it's just horrific. And then also, if you want to add on top of that, like, I guess the ideal thing is if you get caught with the plague or, for example, if we knew that that was something that was going down blocks away, and and you know we're all sitting down and on a rocking chairs the three of us and we're having some stories and drinks or whatever christian starts dancing i guess we just send them off down the block to go join the others because that's where all the resources are that's where the medical professionals and the officers are we're mm -hmm. not going to be equipped to handle a dancing christian that can't stop so i guess you could just kind of like walk down the street where they do a little dancing with, line to with, join the group right like what would you do right I, I, I maybe like if christian just started dancing and we knew like i said that group was there yeah we would escort you christian dancing your butt along the way and I'd then keep we go a dis i would keep a distance and then though. we go that's here fair. i'd prod yeah. you with a stick to make you that's go true. Yeah, yeah but i wouldn't want to get too close I, lest i succumb to your great dance i'll be honest i, I, I wouldn't I touch it. i wouldn't touch you yeah no, no, I I it's like <laughs> how it's contagious it's nothing personal yeah you know the breeze is coming our way i'm gonna stay on the other side i want to be i don't know if it's airborne like i don't know i'm thinking all kinds of paranoid stuff but yeah that would so we would send you to the group because that just seems like the safest thing because i wouldn't be because you gotta think about that right if this is happening in different towns and different people's homes i'm not equipped no one's equipped to handle this i mean mm -hmm. hell even the medical professionals don't know what's going on well the all best thing to do is just send your friends and loved ones down to the group and right that way they're being surveillance right because everyone you could possibly trust in this moment in time, your city, your religious leaders, your doctors, whatever, are all giving you different answers right. and none seem to be sticking. And it's also worth mentioning that there were much smaller, if you will, outbreaks of the dancing plague, 1374, 1463, and now the one we're talking about was kind of the quintessential one in 1518. But this isn't the first time, so it's possible people have heard of it. It's possible people feared it. But either way, and I'm looking just my own little quick search here. It's not apparent whether people were aware or desperate to be done or whatever. It just seems that people were, and I'm quoting Encyclopedia Britannica here, that they were seized with a manic desire to dance. And that's pretty much it. That's all we really know is that they, they just wanted to dance. And so maybe they were aware that they were dancing, but they weren't going to go, I need help or I'm exhausted right. or please go do this. It was more like, I just want to dance right now. I just got to get this out, you know? Right. But yeah, that's that's the story of the dancing plague. And we have three really interesting, totally different theories that attempt to answer what caused these dancing plagues and why were they so contagious and why did they start so suddenly and why did they also end just as suddenly? Yeah, I think the thing that makes this very interesting comparatively to a lot of like things that, you know, there's a lot of episodes where it's like, oh, kind of placebo effect. You, mm -hmm. you saw the bright light and I'm saying it's aliens. And now you're saying like, yeah, I saw the alien like 
shadow figure will walk out. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're building little, on each other. Building on each other. Mm-hmm. This has a physical aspect to it. Right. So as much as you might want to be like, oh hell yeah, like I feel it too. Like <laughs> physically, your body has to go get involved, and right. you're gonna push your body. So like, there's only so far that you could kind of like trick yourself into being like, like. I'm a part of this. I'm right. feeling this. Or in the most extreme cases, like I was the murderer. It's like, no, you weren't. Right. And, and this is just like your body's involved too. Right. You can't be casual yeah. about getting involved with this one. This is going to be a situation where you end up dancing for a week plus, day and night, mm-hmm. nonstop. And so that takes, that's a really good point. It takes genuine either commitment to, <laughs> right. to the really idea that you were not, <laughs> or that there's something much deeper happening and that's what right. these theories try to address but like something much the deeper makes it simpler than just a oh, placebo effect right because like the physical aspect of it oh yeah oh yeah that's a big commitment big commitment hello task force something a little different it's me alfredo because trevor is currently tied up with a bunch of ghouls task force members mark your dates may 4th we've got another live shopping event that's right trevor and i are going to be back live chatting with you guys and this time we've got a conspiracy tin foil hat yes it's a red on black hat inside lined with a little shininess give it that foil look and also we've got a red web evidence box it contains a pin a black light and a shirt so you look fresh and you get to go investigate your mysteries make sure to be there that's may 4th this episode of Red Web is sponsored by HelloFresh. It's spring. We want to spend time outside right now, not stressing over dinner. That's why HelloFresh takes the hassle out of mealtime by delivering pre-portioned ingredients and easy-prepare recipes right to your door. Skip those lines at checkout. Get outside in the warmer weather because HelloFresh has dinner covered. You will spend less time in the kitchen with quick and easy meals like HelloFresh's fast and fresh pineapple chicken tacos, mm, falafel power bowls ready in 15 minutes or less. And HelloFresh isn't just for dinner. In fact, HelloFresh has got you for every mealtime occasion from snacks and easy lunches to seasonal celebrations and festive gatherings. HelloFresh is just quick and easy. I get delivered right to my door. I just don't have time with shooting episodes and work and having two corgis and finding time for my relationship. So HelloFresh makes it super easy for the missus and I to sit down and have a nice, delicious, healthy meal together. And we get to do it quick so we get to go watch our shows. (laughs) Go to HelloFresh.com slash RedWeb50 and use code RedWeb50 for 50% off plus your first box ships for free. That's 50% off. Plus, your first box ships for free when you go to HelloFresh.com slash RedWeb50 and use code RedWeb50. This episode of RedWeb is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. It takes our whole lives to get to know ourselves because we grow and change. And sometimes it's hard to know what we want or why we react a certain way sometimes. For a lot of people, therapy can help deepen awareness and understanding of themselves because it helps to talk through our thoughts and emotions during those moments to learn more about what's going on. BetterHelp can connect you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a self-discovering journey. BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and then BetterHelp uses that to match you with a licensed therapist. And if that first person isn't the right match for you, you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. It's part of the process. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash redweb today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash redweb. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by Evil Dead Rise. 
Who let me tell you I got to see Evil Dead Rise early. And I know you guys like the scary stuff. I know you guys like the spooky stuff. Evil Dead Rise was intense. It was terrifying. They had a tension to it that never broke. And you're probably going to want to go see this with friends or family because you want to have someone to hold on to. It was a solid movie and I highly recommend it. New Line Cinema and Renaissance Pictures presents a return to the iconic horror franchise Evil Dead Rise. Written and directed by Lee Cronin. The movie stars Lily Sullivan, Alyssa Sutherland, Morgan Davies, Gabrielle Eccles, and introducing Nell Fisher. Moving the action out of the woods and into the city, Evil Dead tells a twisted tale of two estranged sisters, played by Sullivan and Sutherland, whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. This type of movie you need to see in theaters with an audience. Evil Dead Rise is only in theaters on April 21st. Tickets on sale now. So that leads us to theory number one. And the leading theory on this particular event for what caused it is the idea of mass psychogenic illness. Now, mass psychogenic illness refers to the situation where people in a group start feeling sick at the same time, even though there is no physical or environmental reason for them to be sick. You may have heard the older dated term mass hysteria. It kind of refers to the same thing. Oh, okay. So now with this kind of proper titling in mind, this is something we've tried to find the words in the past before. A mass psychogenic illness, just like a shared situation, shared illness in this sense, or shared sightings with regards to UFOs or cryptids mm -hmm. or other things like that. This scenario can be diagnosed when symptoms of an illness start to spread around a population without any source. In such cases, despite the lack of an origin, the symptoms spread like an epidemic. Specifically, the dancing started to spread wildly amongst the people of Strasbourg. Interestingly, mass psychogenic illness is more likely to happen in superstitious populations or in times of shared high stress. And so let's talk about that because Strasbourg was in a very perfect, it's not perfect in a good way, but perfectly bad scenario to create mass psychogenic illness. For example, in 1518, Strasbourg had gone through great political and social change. Strasbourg and Alsace had a series of bad harvests leading up to this event. Many in the community were experiencing poverty and outbreaks of syphilis and leprosy had just struck the population on top of all of that. And you combine those with the presence of religious figures and the news or whatever you'd call it at the time, spreading this information so quickly through all the different people in nearby towns, you almost have a perfect setup for this dancing plague that falls very well in line with this particular theory. And as I mentioned before, from the 14th to the 17th centuries, dancing plagues were not uncommon, leading to the idea that a dancing form of mass psychogenic illness must exist. And at the time, it's worth knowing that the dancing plague was referred to as St. Vetus's dance because people believed that St. Vetus sent the dancing mania as a curse. But to mm. me, this theory is very strong. There's not a lot of wrinkles as we like to talk about. How, how does it fit you? I mean, yeah, I could see that, right? Because that that's something that is a thing, mm -hmm. where it's just like a, a like a mass type of like you said psychogenic, right? Where everyone's like, I'm feeling, it, you're feeling it, and we're kind of just like, kind of in the same vein. We talked about this a couple of times with like, oh, I think I'm getting sick. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm getting sick, and then mm -hmm. you, and you kind of feel like you really force that sickness upon your body. Or yeah, you kind of because then. To some extent, you can mentally bring on physical oh, yes. things onto your body. 
That's right? your placebo effect right there. Yeah. Very powerful. Um, where you could just start thinking things and your body starts in preparation because you believe it to be so. So your body starts altering things physically. So I can see that happening. Yeah. Because I feel like it does happen with sickness. That's probably, I mean, honestly, that's probably what the answer is. It, it To me, it feels very, very strong. I mean, we have two other theories that I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on. But straight up, I mean, we're in a time period where there are much more superstitious individuals, which means that they might be more inclined to allow their beliefs to take hold of them. Plus the fact that this is a time period and an area of Europe that is going through a lot of change, a lot of stress. I mean, you have... Like I said, syphilis and leprosy outbreaks. You have change in the political landscape and the social landscape. You have terrible harvests leading up to stressors on like people eating enough, but also the people that are working the fields are also feeling like no matter what I do, I'm failing. So you have this perfect recipe of everything going really bad, plus this unique ingredient of people being very superstitious in the sense. And if they suddenly believe whatever caused them to believe this, that the dancing is a curse or it is a lesson from God or it is something that is contagious. It doesn't matter if it is or not. They just now believe that so strongly that they start dancing and they're more susceptible to it given all these surrounding circumstances. Uh, yeah. And I feel like you That's can kind of... That's so interesting. You can kind of take in like, kind of like the torture effect, right? Where the world as they know it is breaking it's, it's breaking them down mentally physically and that's what you do when you you know you, you torch someone for answers or whatnot mm -hmm. right or at least that's what it's known to be where it's like you break them mentally physically you break the mind you break the body and that way you can mold it to do things i mean we've had episodes where scientists trying to do that right right where they try to rewrite people's right minds mk ultra mk ultra right With rewrite people's of, minds right and so this could just be a natural the world has broken the them world down broke them physically down. mentally oh. therefore making them more susceptible to something like this and that this was just kind of a homegrown thing that showed up yeah. it just happened to be yeah. dancing that came through rather yeah. than someone's it malicious intent been, yeah it could have been Ooh. anything else that's something that someone implanted or whatnot but yeah someone started dancing everyone was already broken and fractured right uh, imagine know, it was contagious window busting that's not saying like, uh, busting makes me feel good and then just ah. start smashing right but like i feel like yeah the they're the product in their environment it's broken them down and then from there they're, they're just easily swayed to do something like yeah that. dude i, don't I know, think a thought i mean that feels that feels right i don't but know it, a lot about a lot Right. Same. But I think that feels right. <laughs> <laughs> we, this is where we just kind of scratch the surface. This and we don't know exactly. Not about this a lot. is where we go. We're enthusiasts. <laughs> right. Makes hey, sense to my hey, little brain. Exactly. And I feel like it runs a parallel to that theory. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's talk about another theory for the dancing plague. This one is that the event was actually staged, planned, and potentially forced onto the participants by cults or some other religious groups. So one reason for this stems from the fact that some writers at the time wrote about the mass silent dances stating a contagious illness was to blame. The cult theory goes on to say that this false portrayal of the group illness may have been due to the fact that overt cult practices were banned. So you basically, you weren't allowed to have cults or anything counter to otherwise the church at the time. And so if you were to believe this theory, and, we're, and that's what we're going to do, we're going to dive into this one, it makes me start to wonder, okay, well, what is the motive? But is this some sort of cryptic way around a ban to like spread interesting belief systems that are counter to your normal culture? So the people mm. that were dancing were a cult? 
or basically the that banning of the cult kind of force. It's that this is the doings of a cult and that writers calling it an illness was a coded way for them to be saying that this is a cult, but they didn't want to say it outright because uh, cults were, were not allowed, right? Yeah, we don't want to encourage Let's or just say alarm it's an illness, people not a cult, that a cult right? thing is happening yeah. here because we're very much against that. We're very religious. We don't like that. Right. So it's a little flimsy. I'm just going to be yeah. totally honest. The, the idea that it's like a cult's behind it all, is it's possible. But here's a few questions that kind of were raised in my mind. Obviously, the idea of motive, but it also doesn't mesh super well with a lot of broadly accepted checklists for cults, right? If you're trying okay. to identify if you're in one or if somebody else is in one, there are common things that you identify, at least in modern cults. And some of the things that don't necessarily stand out here are a worshipped leader or a worshipped anything, right? a way to make money, and having a specific doctrine or way of thinking that's counter to the accepted cultures or beliefs. So those are the a few of the things on the list that don't necessarily stand out here. But in some ways, it does show signs potentially of a cult. You have ritualistic characteristics, i.e. the dancing and the non-stop dancing. You have the idea of it's spreadable and you have ways to spread it. And that could be done by writers saying like, well, it's contagious. This is an illness that makes you dance leading people that are otherwise susceptible to this idea open to the thought contagion of dancing. So they start to dance. Another piece that kind of goes in the, the cult checkbox a little bit is that as the theory states, there's misinformation as to what's actually going on. So you have people writing about it saying that it's a contagious illness when it might not be, right? Is that malicious misinformation? Is it accidental? That's a good question. Look, but the theory says one versus the other. Hit me with it. Um, yeah. Why is, Chris is like prepared for whatever BS. About he leaned in here. to type some <clears throat> notes down. You about shot whatever. me a look and I'm just <laughs> I'm just I'm going to say right here. Do it. If that is qualifying as a cult, mm -hmm. then we are a super cult. Hey, whoa, whoa, okay? Whoa. That's what I'm, okay? Hey, look, whoa, look. Hey. We have a gathering of people at Task Force HQ. We've got memberships. We've got tiers. We've got people recruiting people. Hell, we've got cups for people to drink out of. Okay? Right? No. If that qualifies no, 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 as a cult, then we're a Damn, super cool. That's Dang. what I'm saying. Then you get just it's flimsy. You just it's flimsy. I, I get it. They're they you know, it's something you gotta entertain. Sure, 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 sure. Like, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I'm trying to break it down in a in a sense, because like otherwise, and I'm just gonna be straight with everybody in the task force, the cult theory is shallow. It is. And so the only thing left for me to do here is take a broadly accepted list of attributes that a cult is today and try to say, all right, how does this fulfill some of these things, but not all of these things, right? Yeah, and what is the recruitment process? Do you, like, send a, a I don't know, slip a envelope under the person's door and be right. like, hey, you notice you right. dance alongside me. To me, it's the big uh, things that are missing, you know I mean? right? There's, yeah. And, like, we usually dance together once a week on, on Sundays at uh, Jimmy's basement cellar. Oh, he's got a cellar under his basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's, how that's, how, that's how it's so hidden. <laughs> Jimmy's, Jimmy's like, got a dirty one. Is, collect. That stuff's good. What is the recruitment process? That's there? true. So, make any sense. So that, so that is a good point. Yeah. There's one last piece to this that I find interesting. I'm, I'm curious as, you, as to your thoughts here. So doctor and writer Justice Hecker wrote in the 19th century that these dancing plagues were actually a ritual called the kindling of the nod fire or sometimes called the kindling of the need fire. This is a practice where people danced and created bonfires in a way to ward off disease 
though usually for their cattle, not for themselves. Mm. And when you start to contextualize that in an environment where famine is starting to spread, their harvests aren't as good, you can start to, okay, entertain the idea that someone was behind this in, like intelligently or purposefully. Was it a cult? I'm not necessarily sure about that, but it was interesting right. to at least crack open that chapter. And yeah, try it out. I, I, oh, we tried those shorts on for size, a little short. Yeah, a little short. Little, they ride up. Not Whoa. for me. Whoa. Got hairy legs. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm so smooth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I know the TMI task force. I ain't got no hair on my body, man. I got none. <laughs> Um, anyway, we edited out the idea that Red Web is a cult. Excellent. Okay, moving on. <laughs> but moving on now to the final theory that we're going to discuss for the Dancing Plague is that citizens of Strasbourg were experiencing food poisoning. I'm going to leave it out to dry for a little bit because before I dive in, there's a really interesting theory within this. I want to I get that gut checked. Well, my gut check is is to ask you. You've recently had food poisoning. Oh, did you yeah. feel like dancing? I did not feel like dancing. I'll just be real There's with you. my question. I had severe food poisoning, Jan 1, welcome to the new year. Right. And I still haven't recovered my weight. And as someone is sitting two feet away from someone that had food poisoning. <laughs> right. Did you get up and start getting? No, no, but when I could eat again for the first time, when I could drink water. Dude, I've never pined for water more in my life. But when I could finally have food and water and keep it down, baby, I might have been dancing. Mm. So afterward. After you're you know, happy enough to dance. Right. But during. Yeah, maybe yeah. there was a mysterious shipment of food where everyone's like, heck yeah. And they start eating and dancing and dancing and eating. But then food poisoning. I just don't know what like. Yeah, oh, food, food, like I'm so I, eager to tell you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell that you. that down. So. Connect food poisoning. Now, this is where the theory gets very specific. And it's. Oh, man, it's so good. Perhaps the bread that they were eating contained ergot, which is a fungi that grows on grains usually rye and that can make its way into the food. It is structurally similar to LSD-25. I'm going to try this. Mm -hmm. Lysergic acid diethylamide. Oh, I almost had it. Diethylamide. There we go. Or just known LSD. And LSD is derived from ergot, the fungus. Additionally, symptoms of ergot poisoning include nausea, numbness, rapid or slower heartbeat, itching, and can even eventually lead to gangrene, which is just kind of like a rotting of living flesh, essentially like a, is it bacterial or fungus? Either way, gangrene, vision issues, hallucinations, convulsions, spasms, confusion, and sometimes death. Fun fact, on top of all that very fun knowledge, some historians believe that ergotism was the cause of the Salem witch trials. So now, hit me with the gut check. Well, did anyone experience any of those symptoms? They were dancing. Right, but when like some of the symptoms were like nausea, was people were people vomiting while they were dancing? When if some of the symptoms were numbness, was I don't know, was John Roy like not really doing the stanky leg? His leg was just numb. Oh right, like, he's just trying to itch it in a weird way. <laughs> like I don't like where, where are the symptoms to back up. I mean, it's kind of where my mind is at. That, that's a very good question. <laughs> I, I think the idea of maybe hallucinations, convulsions, spasms, confusion, and even death to an extent absolutely fit in what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Obviously, you have people passing out from exhaustion, which could lead to death. But some of it could have also just been this ergot poisoning disguised as the dancing exhaustion. I wonder if that's something you can... I mean, 
I don't know because we, should, we go so far back. Yeah, autopsies. If that was even a thing back then, and then know. from there, like you know, you don't have modern medicine, so like even if they did do it, they have way different beliefs back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That just gets messy. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that there was a minor outbreak with this ergot, and some people danced just because of the first theory that we talked about, mass psychogenic illness, which I think sticks very well. But I love this idea of a fungi getting into the food supply and creating psychogenic effects, mm-hmm. especially if they're hallucinations that create a different mindset that make you susceptible to otherwise a very interesting, odd symptom of dancing. But there is a wrinkle, as we like to talk about. Yeah. So let's talk about it. In some cases, ergot can be used as medicine to restrict bleeding. So historian John Waller argues that someone with ergot poisoning probably would have less blood flowing in their extremities and thus would probably not dance. You also yourself mentioned the idea of nausea, numbness, If you, if, especially if you have numbness in your extremities, you're very unlikely to be up on your feet and dancing. If you're nauseous, you want to lay down, yep. things like that. Further, and this is quoting John Waller, quote, The ergotism theory also fails to explain why almost every outbreak occurred somewhere along the Rhine and Moselle rivers, areas linked by water but with quite different climates and crops, which addresses ergot because if it's on the shared crop, that makes sense. Yeah, but if up the river, they're growing wheat, they don't really have a rye supply or they have a totally separate, I don't know, it depends. Uh, how Um, this fungi travels right yeah i think you got to look at how the fungi actually functions right Mm -hmm. and then from there like it it could be something that can hop over as long as it's some type of i don't know this uh, soil could be soil based Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be crop based right right? and at that point then you're just growing whatever comes out and and it's affected i can't not bring up a reference because we go on this whole time without a movie or show reference so let me dig up last of us oh you did say footloose (laughs) my bad so we have two now last of us yeah bread supply cordyceps outbreak yeah yeah maybe these dancers were biting each other i'm just putting it out there you ever been bitten and then suddenly you want to dance could be that could be which is a terrifying theory because the cordyceps theory in the show the last of us Mm -hmm. stems from something that actually mm-hmm. exists yeah right i've eaten it before have oh god yeah yeah that, mm. mm-hmm. in real life cordyceps will puppeteer different bugs, oh yeah animals hundreds of insects go, and stuff. right to go back to then the hive to spread more that is terrifying oh yeah absolutely terrifying and sometimes they're just dead bugs that are being pup- yep. puppeteered by yep. the cordyceps they're just empty husks Who's? I mean, look. It. it look. The sh- the the show is all about it. But like, what stops that from jumping over? <laughs> like, Body temperature. Right. That's it. But with global warm. I don't. I'm getting right. I'm gonna, right. Uh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to it. bring it back to the zombie yeah, dancing well. <laughs> plague rather than the zombie mushrooms pop out of my head plague. Right. Um. But but that's where like some sub bullets come into play uh, with this idea of the wrinkle, and it does stem back to our first theory. This area historically was considered highly superstitious. And that was one of the elements as far as the psychogenic illness, right? And once the dancing plague occurs, it is said perhaps this was a cultural contagion element rather than a food-based or anything else. And the belief that another person could receive the dancing illness only reinforced that possibility. Now we're going back, I guess, with John Waller's insights, going back to the first theory. But I also want to say there is a minor wrinkle for that first theory. 
there are many superstitious cultures over time, and not all of them have just had dancing outbreaks. Yeah. So it could be a conflation of a few of the ingredients here, as always. We like to say mm -hmm. that. Like, we got three theories. Maybe it's a mixture of two. But I don't know. Has there been any outbreaks in modern day? That would be very interesting. And Christian's typing away. Well, we'll let Christian look. Because I we only looked at, like, the historic ones. Um, and this is, like, the quintessential one. This is the one that's... When people are talking about it, they're usually talking about this particular case in 1518. But, yeah, what if... What if a flash mob did their thing, promoted their movie or whatever, and then they just didn't stop? And <laughs> yeah. like, you just hear like quiet stepping and shuffling yeah. in the near, you know, in the train station. I mean, what would happen was uh, people would think, okay, this is a very elaborate marketing stunt. And then also people would make memes out of it. Because that's modern day. Would you travel to go see it? If no. it was going on for like a month or two? For like a month? You're like, maybe I want to join. No. I could join. I don't know. You just start I'm dancing sure, at home in your I'm room. I'm sure it's going to be on the news. I'm sure someone's just going to have like a live stream that goes on the entire time, like mm -hmm. streaming it. I could dance along virtually. Man, while he looks that up to see if there's any modern cases, it reminds me of uh, Kingsman. I think it was Gold Circle, whatever the second one was, mm -hmm. where they all took these, like, you know, they're taking recreational drugs of some sort, but then like the supply is poisoned. And so eventually like it freezes you like you can't move oh. and so you have people affected all over the world but frozen wherever they just happen to be so i wondered in a modern world what if people were just dancing it started as a, a hub in you know grand central or whatever mm. you have people tap dancing away but then see, people see that on the news now they're locked to their in their living room dancing Ooh. or you're locked in your bedroom dancing i guess like i mean you know there's someone out there trying trying to make this happen but i guess like a virtual plague in a sense mm -hmm. right where certain things get flashed on the screen to trigger certain emotions or reactions within the body. I mean, like, I, it's so far-fetched, but yet again, I'm sure someone out there is trying to see, like, see if there's some type of, like, way to spread, yeah. and, like, virtually Like, look what I did. Yeah. yeah, that feels like a Mr. Beast video. I'm gonna dance for 30 days, and or, you know, and yeah. just to see what happens. I mean, that's the thing, too, is like, you're, it's like, okay, modern day this is happening okay what youtube channel is putting this together you know what yeah. i mean like yeah well christian any uh modern dance plagues from a very cursory search it doesn't look like there have been any modern dancing specific plagues although it was kind of a phenomenon for a number of centuries it looks like the earliest known dancing mania dancing plague was sometime in the seventh century and then oh wow the last record of one was in the kind of mid 1600s. Okay. So it happened for surprisingly long amount of time. And there really? are a number of different instances. This is just one of the most famous ones we looked at, but there's another one that's yeah. very well known that was in uh, the year 1374. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a product of the times. It, it must be, right? Where it's like a religious thing. Well, just like we talked about in the sleep paralysis demon, there are kind of eras right. to it, just depending on. Sometimes things like this are a mirror, a reflection of the cultural psyche at the time. So it's almost like you can get a little bit of insight of the culture just from how these mass psychogenic illnesses work. Like, for example, today, I would think maybe being glued to your phone, is that considered kind of a modern plague? I would say so. You yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't think it's... Certainly a dopamine addiction or serotonin or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think, I think it's an addiction. 
for sure. Like yeah. a digital addiction. Like if you were to if you were to put your phone down for the next week, how would you feel? I'd probably be all right. You know, I've been playing Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of War actually is the second one. See, does that count? Oh, oh, to do a does digital that, detox? Does that 100%? Count? Yeah. Man, I feel like... Because I'm talking social media, we're talking digital. You know what we should do? We should do a, a like a plan, because I'm going to need a group to support me on this endeavor, and I imagine it would be mm-hmm. the same for everybody else. Mm-hmm. We, we should do a, a group. We should do yeah, a... Get together. Right, sign up. We, we need to worship someone, <laughs> and I need your money. No. Um, but seriously, what if we did like a, a week-long Red Web sanctioned digital detox where we don't put out an episode, which we've done before, because we, you know, we have scheduled breaks periodically. Don't put out an episode. Task Force goes out and like tries a new hobby, tries something analog, and like reads a, you know, reads a book, goes to a new place, tries something, and we all come back the next week and go, how was it? What happened? Speaking of, May 1st will be our next day off. So put that on your calendars. We won't see you that day. I feel like majority of people are like, I failed. You that, then, start, then we say we failed. You got to start small with like just a for day? today. Right. That's fair. Leave the TV. Leave the phone. Go out there. Find it. And, and hey, you know, maybe just because it just makes sense, go out there and spread the good word of uh, and the task force. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, right, you right. Yeah, use this time wisely yes. to spread, to the, spread good the good word. word. Maybe right. recruit some people. Maybe put on, you know, a good outfit and go you door know? to door. Right. Spread the good word mm-hmm. of squonk. Recruit some people in. Pamphlets. You know what I mean? Cups. Do you got your, your cloak embroidered with the task force logo and your name? Your and, cloak and, just yeah. subtly slipped in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I find this so fascinating. And of course, we keep using Mothman as, as a good example because that could be shared mass hallucination or shared mass psychogenic illness of some kind. But does that... I feel like that's a very interesting catch-all theory, much like UFOs and aliens are applied to everything. I'd be very interested, Task Force, what you think as far as that theory is on this mystery, but also on others. Do you think it could be behind many other otherwise wild phenomenon that we talked about that just don't have an answer? True. The human mind is, is a magical well, place. We Scary still at fully times. understand it too. So. Right. Anyway, with that said, Task Force, I'll see you all next week right back here for yet another mystery. Remember, not a cult. <laughs> Red Web, not a cult. <laughs> Why is that your slogan? Just want to let you know. Yeah, just making sure you know. Just making sure, you know, (laughs) legally.